Welcome to the conversation after the conversation, the super soul conversation, that is. We have Oprah. She spoke with Iyanla Van Zet, so you know that this super soul sit-down is going to be hitting. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Yes, Super Soul Sit Down. What's going on, people? Thank you so much for joining us. This is the after show for Super Soul Conversations, which is a podcast by Oprah Winfrey herself. And this is Super Soul Sit Down. So I hope you're sitting down and ready to chat with us because we are excited to share some things with you. So we're going to start by talking about healing the wounds of your past because that is so important. The power of thought and lessons in partnerships, plus so much more. So before we dive into this delicious, goodness that we have available. (laughs) I am your very energetic and always happy to be here host, Jamie Alexander, and I'm with the brilliant and very well-spoken Haley J. Brilliant. Hi, guys. This one is a good episode. (laughs) I texted Jamie this morning saying we've I don't know how we're going to fit it into this time slot because there's so many nuggets of knowledge that I'm just like, got to write that down. I got to start a notebook of quotes (laughs) because... She's amazing. And I, you, the fact that we can learn so much in 20 minutes, too, says something. Isn't that insane? This was a 20-minute show. So for those of you who don't know who Iyanla Van Zant is, she's an inspirational speaker, lawyer, new thought spiritual teacher, author, life coach, and television personality. She's known primarily for her books, such as Get Over It, her talk show, Iyanla Fix My Life, and of course, her, appearance, her appearances on The Oprah Winfrey Show. So this podcast was actually, like you said, just a 20-minute show of Oprah and Yanla having a conversation live in Montreal, Canada. And it was just packed with so many gems and jewels. So what did you think of the what did you think of things as a whole? And tell me something that was like stood out to you as your favorite in this episode. Well, let's see. Let's start with the way I wrote down. <laughs> I love the idea that she said that sometimes things fall apart because they need to be rebuilt. Oh, that's so and a good. lot of times when we're living our lives and things don't go right, we just see it as tragic. We don't see it <laughs> as this idea that you know, maybe we built our foundation on an unsturdy ground. So maybe the best thing that can possibly happen, it's like when you think about an unsturdy bridge, you don't want to go over the bridge. You'd want them to knock it down and rebuild. So why do we think that's any different in our lives? And I think the hard part is when we don't know it's being rebuilt, we just see the destruction at the time. Mm. But that really stuck out to me. And then her mentality of just when things aren't going right, where she says, I can't wait to see what good is going to come out of this. Mm. How many times do we just dwell in the sadness at the time, but instead having that mindset of, this is a rough patch, but man, I can't wait to see what's going to be on the other side, because I know it's something good, and leading back to her faith where she says, God wouldn't have brought me this far to leave me now, yeah. I just, I loved it. So that's what really stuck out the most to me. What about you? Yeah, I actually love that, and I love how you use words like tragic, because I can literally remember going through things, and I used to, I'm very spiritual, I was raised Christian, I love God, and I would just always like ask God, like, what did I do? I thought I was doing everything that right. why me? Yeah, that why me? It's just so so now that I've matured, I look back and I'm like, whoa, girl, it wasn't that deep. But it, it's like... You know, <laughs> I tell myself that sometimes, too. I'm like, it's not that deep. Like, you Chill. will be all right. It's hard. Yeah, it is. So this is definitely a muscle. This whole show, for me, was highlighting the muscles, the spiritual muscles that I can work along this journey. I like that. Yeah. Because I've been struggling earlier in this week. And sometimes when I get menstrual, because y'all know, sometimes you just, <laughs> there be moments and, you know, but I really have to do extra things to make sure I'm not falling apart every five seconds. Like, 
my life is over. And I really love thinking of things like you said, as soon as something undesirable has happened, to be able to go back and say, sure can't wait to see what goodness is on the other side of this. I can hardly wait. And even just making my body smile as I say that the best I can. Because when it's you like change your physical emotion or your physical features, sometimes yeah. it does make you feel better on the inside. When I cry, I will tell myself, stop and smile. And sometimes that is the last thing I want to do, but right. it does make me feel better. And this, I have to mention this because this whole concept reminds me of the founder of After Buzz TV, Maria Menounos. She's always saying life happens for us, not to us. Mm. So I feel like that's just practicing that and applying it with every situation. And like I said, it's easier said than done yes. when we see the outcome and we know we're going to be okay because we know there's a rainbow at the end. But when we don't see the ending picture and it just feels like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing, it is hard. Yeah. But I guess that's trusting that the path we've chosen is not the path that is chosen for us. And we need to trust in that. Yeah. And maybe even partly that it's okay because it's part of the journey. I, I know in that particular thing when it comes to failure, like I can think of one time where... I started a business for the first time, but because I had never failed in anything, I was always the blue ribbon ribbon runner. I was always getting get great grades. Um, I wanted my real estate license, so I got it. Passed the first time, sold house like I expected You're to win. To right, and then things happened, and then they kept happening. I literally the market crashed. I lost my jobs. I couldn't get paid. I lost my place. I had to move back with my parents. I mean, I broke up with my ex fiance. I mean, this is all in the span of barely a year. Oof. I remember crying so much, like. I literally remember throwing up outside of my car because I'm like, I couldn't stop crying. But when I look in, I know that sounds terrible. No, I mean, it's like your physical reaction to what you were going through mentally. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was really bad. But what I'm blessed to have been able to see that the destruction of my real estate career birthed, that's, I literally have the journals where I was like, God, what am I here for? What do people think I do? How can I help? What makes me excited? So being down to nothing, not comfortable, not getting paid, not in the house with my fiance and the dog and the money and the, just being completely uncomfortable had me asking the questions that I'm grateful that I had a chance to even ask that because the woman I've evolved into since then, I've seen so much more and I'm so much more available to like grow and fight and live and give because I know much more of why I'm here. It's not to collect that a check gave and be you, great. Yeah. gave you all the depth and knowledge and perspective yeah, you have now. Yeah, I had to now. fight for that, man. Maybe that real estate and husband and white picket fence life looked great, but right. it wasn't going to was make you not. happy. I think that would be the takeaway of that's, that wasn't your path you're supposed to be on. Yes. So I try to look at things like that when I'm in something new and I'm like, oh, I can hardly wait what's on the other side. At least I can take myself to a point where I was like, okay. Well, this was good on the other side of that, so let me just be open to what could possibly mm-hmm. be good. Just wanted to share that little story with y'all. If you have a story it. of your own, please share it below. We love the comments. We've got so many people involved in sharing things, and before the show ends, um, you guys, you want to stick around because we have a special segment called Own Your Soul, and um, Haley J, she posted something today on Instagram. We got so much great feedback, so stick around to the end so that we can share that with you, but... Let's talk about the top of the show where Iyanla was talking about healing the wounds of your past so they don't bleed all over the present. So true. Where When you think about the way we respond to things now is from our experience. And a lot of times is we don't know how to pinpoint where exactly we pick that up along the way. Mm-hmm. And often I think this is a pretty familiar thing that we see with therapy is that it's yeah. always somewhere in childhood. But this is the first time that I've ever heard the idea of 
let that inner child release it because she even put it in Oprah's shoes. She's saying, Oprah, say you were hurt as a six-year-old. Now you're in your 60s and you're taking on that pain as a six-year-old, but let that six-year-old talk. Let the six-year-old voice come out. And at first I was like, does she mean throw a tantrum? And like, what does she mean? (laughs) Right. But then she explained, no, have your, have your own time. You can still handle things like an adult or be mature about the way you want to have a conversation, but let that inner child feel the pain that child needed to feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that is how you get that ultimate release when the part of you that was hurt in the first place gets her voice back because she's been silenced this entire time. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, it's funny because I used to do a lot of, like, um, group therapy stuff with women, and we did that one day. We all saved our, on our screen, the front of our screen, we would save a picture of our child self. So we did that for a week mm-hmm. so that we could look at our baby pictures and just remember to be kind. If not I've to anyone, too. yeah, be kind to her, right? Yeah, it's like you see a picture, not to be conceited, but sometimes when I look at a little kid picture, I'm like, that was cute. We're cute babies. And then I think, would you want to be mean to that girl? Would you want to say something to hurt her? And I'm like, no, I would never do that. So why now? Why can I say Mm -hmm. negative things to myself now, but I wouldn't then? And it's a very interesting, kind of a weird way to look at it, but it's that's still you. Mm -hmm. It is, and it's such a way for us to handle each other other and ourselves with the kid gloves that we need. And, yeah, I really appreciated that. I think the healing the wounds thing, too, um, not only do I recognize it in myself, but sometimes when others, especially in relationship, are acting in a way where it kind of feels like they're out of character, sometimes I start to think about things in their past that they may not have healed. It just kind of helps me with the great mm-hmm. giving people grace and not being so judgmental. It's like... We all have things, and they may really not know why they're flashing like that right now. That's an interesting point. I thought about that yesterday, where when you think about any time someone does something hurtful, a lot of times it comes from a place where they're hurt, too. And that's not always an excuse, because I think there are times where it's like, okay, well, we've all gone through pain, but I'm not choosing to act that way towards you. So I do think at some point you need to be accountable, but you're right. A lot of times there's a lot more to it, and so sad at the end of the day sometimes people just need someone to talk to and understand and realize that they're not alone and then they're a lot nicer and then they can reflect that but it is a work in process and people first need to be able to step back and see what it is about them that's making them act that way in the first place and I think that's kind of the hardest step to see yourself outside of yourself yeah absolutely and I also think that when she was talking about healing the wounds of the past so it doesn't bleed over the present is in business. A lot of us are, even what we do, personalities or creative work or entrepreneurship, we don't realize how much, yes, the education is important and our mental state, if we haven't healed or how do we take criticism? Do we grow up with a mother who is always criticizing us? So now we put out a business, we're getting constructive feedback, but now we're blowing up on our staff because we don't know how to take constructive criticism. Like this healing the wounds of your past thing goes Far, So I challenge and encourage everybody to look at little things in your life where, you know, are you going off too often? Are you always feeling some kind of way? Are you fighting with people about certain things? It's all something we should... What are you holding on to? Mm -hmm. Or who treated you that way? Like, were you always on defense? Like, for me, I had... I'll just give a quick example. Personally, I was and sometimes can be a perfectionist. But I realized how I was raised, and it's not like my parents were bad or anything, but it's just that my dad had a certain expectation of things, and I've always tried to live up to that. So I've always tried to be the best, the good, you know, on point. All of these things that 
made me feel like I was valuable. So when I was a kid, you know, because I had a sister in pageants, and then the other one was the baby. I was the older one, but by the time I got older, it was just like, take care of your sisters, do breakfast, whatever. Like, I was still cool, but I was like, okay, well, I'm about to win everything. I'm about to get, like, I'm going to get mine, too. You know? But it just... As a kid, I put myself in that space of where if I do well, I'll get acknowledgement. And I brought that into adulthood, and it just really doesn't work, actually. I need to be cool with being a failure in order to reach my highest level of success. Well, and it's not even, I think, failing. I really think mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing that we can look at differently. When, you, when, when we see failure and success, that's all defined by society. So when it comes back to perspective and how you look at things, instead of I failed at this could be like, this just didn't work out for me. That doesn't define my character. That doesn't define my capabilities. This just wasn't my path. And let me take this lesson, move from it rather than knocking myself down because I wasn't amazing at this. There's a lot of things I'm not good at, but if I let every little thing define my character or who I was or my worth because I'm not that good at math, I would never go anywhere. I just find what I am good at and realize that's my path and that's okay. And if everyone had the same things they were good at, then we wouldn't have this world of different people and different perspectives and all of us coming together to help each other. Someone, everyone's got their thing. And back to... I always say it wrong. Yeah, Iyanla. Iyanla, back to what she was saying about don't chase your purpose, just kind of mm, relax for a second in. and call it to you, which is something that I admittedly am still working on, but I think that's normal at 26 years old and that's yeah. another thing that I'm letting myself kind of drop the the idea of where I'm supposed to be at this point in my life because if there's one thing I've learned in the last year it's that all of my plans are just <laughs> up here and I can do whatever I want to try and make those come true and I will continue to work as hard as I can to make them come true, but I need to also realize that my plan is not always the best plan for myself and I'm still getting to know myself yeah and that's that's the fun part when you really think about it not knowing what's going to come next is the excitement of life and just being able to take that in good or bad good or bad however you want to define it Mm -hmm. sometimes we've learned the bad things that's why I love this question when people say what's your favorite failure favorite mistake and we're just trained to believe that those are not good things so how could something be your favorite if it's a bad failure but that if that didn't happen, that wouldn't lead you to where you're supposed to be. Exactly. So it's just like remembering those little nuggets of wisdom in the moments of stress. Right. The stress and the overcoming of emotion. And you're right, it is perspective. And I I like having social media and this podcast and even what we're doing because we can encourage that and remind it. Like we have so much access these days to not forget in or out of the moment the power that we have with our thoughts, your And the power part. we have to control what we take in also. Or Ooh. if there's something that makes you feel bad about yourself online, you have the power to stop looking stop at looking it. Stop looking at Unfollow it. Unfollow that person. You know, it's hard. It, it's a practice you have to do. Or if you feel yourself too attached to something, figure realize that you are too attached and and real and take baby steps and it's not gonna happen overnight, but it's it's thinking, okay, what can I do? to release the reins because I feel like this is not right. If you feel like there's something in your gut telling you that you're too attached or it's not healthy, it's probably not healthy for you. Yeah, and then that goes back to the discipline and accountability that it's tough to kind of have with and on yourself. I will say that from the podcast that we talked about before of where I feel the need to get validation from other people and check to see if they're following me 
I did stop that. I'm I didn't, so I haven't proud. done it since I I've said it. that. Because now I feel like I've said it out loud. I'm accountable for it. And I want to know my worth. And I'm not going to leave that in someone else's hands. I'm not going to let yeah. an Instagram follow decide my value. And when you say it that matter-of-factly, is that a word, factly? I'll, I'll take it. I understand it what you're now. saying. It is now. When you say it like that, and that's what I love about the speaker, she says things so logically. Yes. And I think you... I don't want to <laughs> jump oh. the topics, but she does. She puts things very logically, and I think it's taking the emotion out of it sometimes where you can see it, and I think that's the beauty of writing. When you write things down and you read them back, you're like, oh, why am I making this so much more complicated? Right. It's that simple. Yeah. No, it's good, and it's a choice, so I'm very proud of you. Do we have a round of applause? Can we? We overcame <laughs> today, okay? Well, I'll just We're give you moves. Yes, making moves. <laughs> Yes, that's all for you. (laughs) We love it. So let's talk a little bit about the power of thought. Because Iyanla said something powerful, and she said, we are where we are based on how we think. We impregnate the environment with our thought. And our thoughts are an um, energetic invitation. Our thoughts and thought processes are an energetic invitation. Like, impregnating environment, energetic invitation. What are you... What did this episode make you think about the power of your thoughts? It made me mad at myself, honestly, <laughs> <Yes>. because <laughs> I'm I'm think I can't help but think of all of these negative thoughts and energy. Mm. That's me inviting those thoughts. It's still me, and maybe it's your subconscious. And I think that's probably why it's so hard to shut it off because those thoughts sneak up on us at night when we're not. We don't feel like we're inviting them, but we're still somehow allowing them to seep in. So that puts some responsibility on us ultimately. And I think that's when it just comes into, you know, not to be all LA girl hippie on you, but like meditation and finding things that can quiet your mind. And the more you implement those good things, then naturally I think you'll, it'll be easier to shut off the dark thoughts. And it's also forgiving yourself when they do come up because you might have a great couple of weeks where you don't let your mind go to that dark place and then it comes back. doesn't mean all that progress you've made is gone now. That's correct. It just means, okay, we took a step back. Acknowledge, acknowledge you're a human being. And that's what I also love about our speaker because she multiple times in the podcast says, you know what? I still make these mistakes. I'm st- like, people will write me about relationships advice and you're just, wa- I loved it. She said, you're just <laughs> wasting the ink on your pen. She still... We were saying this before. Sometimes we hear these inspirational speakers and we love them, but it can be hard to connect when they come off as so perfect. Yeah. So for me, I connect with someone that is still giving me this advice I need to hear, still making me think so deeply about things, but is still human. And Oprah herself really acknowledges the things that she still needs to work on because I think realizing that these people we put on a pedestal are still human, it makes it okay when we have to work on our things too because we are all working on things at the end of the day. No one has it all together. And I don't think I really want to have it all together. That's kind of boring. Yeah, (laughs) I have to agree with you there. Like the ups and downs, I always you know what is it's again from the bible but it's like counted all joy when you go through hard times because it increases your faith and perseverance and i love that because i used to get so mad with the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but the fact that certain things happen now and i'm not falling to the ground and depressed for a week i'm like i am stronger i did why did you get mad at it before because before I had an idea of what life was supposed to be, I couldn't allow life to be what it was because I thought it was in my control. I literally thought my life... Like, there's a fine line. We're in control of life into a certain, you know, aspect, and then 
universe, God, whatever, whatever you want to say, invites in the lessons and kind of gets us down the path we need. So it was nice to shift my control from the outside to things on the inside, like watching my thoughts, like doing preventative things that will help me. Because I love when she said it was so me too. I was like, girl, I feel you. And Yanla was like, I, some of the things she said she does is like read and uh, repeat daily good things and 45 gratitude statements in the morning and at night. And she's got sticky notes and all these things. So that way, when someone tests her in the middle of the day, she doesn't want to rip their tongue out of their head. That brought the human nature to me as well, (laughs) where she's like, oh, I can read this positive note, but there's still going to be someone along the day that's Mm. not going to be in line with that energy you want to hold. But she just, she doesn't beat herself up about it. She goes back to the note and she's like, stay calm. Don't rip this person's tongue out, as she would say. And we call that woosah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, so I can just appreciate now. um, I know that her terms impregnating environment and energetic invitation that hit me because it's something I still struggle with. I work very hard on self mastery, like in a normal way. I think, you know, it's important to me, but at the same time, I still struggle with my thoughts and, you know, it's, I'm just laughing because when you think about your future as as like a kid in middle school, I never thought, you know, I'm going to have to work on who I am as a person. That just didn't occur to me. At all. I saw my career. I saw, you know, yep. maybe a boyfriend. But I didn't think I would need to learn how to be alone with my own thoughts. And that will continue for the rest of my life. But that's what I also love about today's day and age. And I don't know if it's just the people I'm attracting into my life. But I feel like we're all acknowledging that. That we all, like, I've, even this week alone... And it's Monday. I had (laughs) two of my really good friends who seem to have their lives very figured out told me they want to look into therapy. And I love that because I'm just like, yeah, like there's no it's you're going to the gym essentially and being proud of your body. Let's you just you're exercising your brain. There is no difference. There is no shame. And you don't even need to go to therapy if you have a problem. You just it's healthy to talk to people and connect and just hear your thoughts out loud. And I think really opening up that conversation is hopefully going to stop a lot of the problems we're seeing in the world because I believe so much of it comes from misunderstanding and mental health. Oh, I would say 99% of it comes from mental health. I think that's the saddest thing where it could be prevented. Absolutely. Every time somebody brings up the issue of homelessness, I can't stop thinking about, gosh, some of this stuff, like healing of the past wounds, the thoughts, what kind of mental health could have been or can be implemented now to change the situation. I don't know. A shelter is great, but I don't think that's going to really, you and know, stop the not problem. Judge, not to just assume you know every of homeless course. person's story that, oh, yep. must be a drug addict. No, maybe yeah. they just gotten really horrible situations. Yeah. And now their thoughts are leading them down a certain way when really they just need, yeah, they need the tools that we're discussing and sharing. They need someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about that stuff a lot. And, you know, Ianla was also talking about kind of like how you were saying, we go to the gym for our body, but what about our mind, heart, and soul? How are we going to work that out? And what are the things we're going to do to make sure that that's an optimal health? We, sometimes we think about it, sometimes we don't. So, um, Another powerful thing she said is how um, suffering is voluntary participation in things that disempower us. I was like, oh, because I swear I'd be suffering sometimes. I'll be like crying or upset about something and it's just so woe is me. But actually, um, the guy I'm dating, he's like, limit it to five minutes and, you know, then move on. And at first I kind of was fussing with him about it. I'm like, but I don't know what to do because I'm just so emotional. But... (laughs) 
But I was like, okay, let me find my own little plan, and I coupled it with something I read from this book, Letting Go, um, by Dr. David Hawkins. Great book. Again, if you're interested and don't have it, I'll have it on and never did Audible. I will gift you the book for free. I need to read more. Yeah, Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins. But he talks about separating your emotions from what happened. So it's like, let the emotions run through your body without letting your mind attach it to, this happened because this and this sucks Mm -hmm. and I'm sad and it's so bad. Kind of the idea of these are facts. That's not your your truth might not be the truth. Right. It has nothing to do with what your body is feeling. Because sometimes people make it seem like, you know, if you're not going to have the emotion about it, like you can't cry, you can't. No, cry. Have the moment. Mm -hmm. Have the moment. That's the thing. Don't apologize for having feelings. Yes. Because when you hold it in, it's only going to explode. So I agree with that. Take your time, but then be like, I'm a tough, can we say bitch? I think so. I'm a tough girl and I'm going to get through this. Yeah, but it's like acknowledge your feelings. Mm-hmm. But I really like that you even are able to talk about that with him. I think that's a sign yeah. of a good relationship. Yeah, he's a very uh, stable and calm person. So nice <laughs> to have that in your life. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, <it's> funny. <laughs> no, but it's good. Yeah, being surrounded by people who uplift you—it's it, an amazing thing. Um, so some of the stuff that I see, I wrote down. We talked about. So why don't we stop at this last part about? partnerships. She shared some lessons in partnerships, and we talked about it earlier, but she was saying how basically, why get mad at someone who can't love you the way you want to be loved? Once you state your case and share, hey, this is what I need, and if the person can't give it back to you, it's cool. There's no need to be mad. You could just go be on your merry way and align yourself with the person that will treat you know treat you the way you love. What did you think about that? I think it all comes back to knowing your worth and if you are able to stand on your own two feet and say it's okay that you don't want me the way I want you because I know my value and now I'm going to go find it in someone else you can do that but I think if you're still and I'm at that point where I'm still defining my worth and I can say it all I want but I need to I think just go through more life Mm -hmm. experiences and and maybe get my heart broken and maybe you know date the wrong guys whatever it's gonna take it doesn't that's what's so frustrating sometimes because there's this part of me that fully understands the logic and I think why would I go down that path like you just you're if that person doesn't want you that's not your person move on but there's the other part of me that has the feelings and that's what I think is the hardest thing to separate your feelings from the logic behind it and Maybe it's a pride thing where I'm like, but how come you don't like me? I like you. Like, right. why? Like, Our it's ego. the rejection. Rejection sucks. Yeah, and it does. I mean, Beyonce got cheated on. That's the thing. It can happen to yep. like anyone that you idolize that you think is amazing. So, like, it's you got to take away the pride. You just have to. But that, I don't have the answer. Is the truth? I I just think that's something that I need to continue working on, and it's yeah. just going to come with life lessons and pain and understanding that what I do also like is um, life's rejection is God's protection. Oh I my think God, that, that is, is like really my favorite. It's home for a lot of things. It's very true. And I, I, particularly in the space of relationships, I went through a lot when it comes to that. And I used to complain about this season of singleness that I was going through because I was like, wow, like this is just mom. Season of singleness. It was a season of singleness, y'all. So my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm telling you. Because, yeah, I know you were sharing that you've never really um, had that long of a relationship or want, you know, but I know that being single for so long after going through so much, I had no choice but to look at myself. So by the time I entered the dating world again, 
I was so much more strong because it's like, sweetie, I've been by myself. I know I can do this and I'm happy. So if you're coming, you best be adding or you can keep going. And I was okay with that before I needed to be with somebody. Now it's my choice. And that's better for both parties. I never really looked at it that way. But if I had to choose, I think I would rather have been single instead of always with the relationship because at least I do know how to be in a relationship with myself. Not to say it's perfect. Obviously, we still fight all the time. Okay. But I'm still, (laughs) I can stand alone and I'm cool with that. And I actually want to be alone right now. So that's, I guess I would rather have it be that way. Yeah. I guess, and that's one of those things where at the time I'm like, oh my God, but had I been looking at it like, I can't wait to, can't hardly wait to see what good stuff is on the other side of this I'm gonna singleness. going to start saying that every you know? day. <laughs> so, because it really did end up working out in my favor and now I'm so comfortable and free and even more happy with someone and by myself. And I feel that from you. I don't feel like you're just saying that because it sounds <laughs> yeah. good. I can, I'm picking up on your energy and it's authentic and I'm yeah. so happy that that Thank is you. <laughs> real. This is not just a fake thing. Like you <sighs> got to that point, but it was the lessons along the way that my got God. you right here. My God, the lessons along the way. We'll have to dive into that another day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, we got to share some stuff here. Yes. Yeah, so um, why don't we go ahead and jump into some great news and gossip? All righty, are we ready? <laughs> HL News. Ooh, from Essence.com, she shares, I, Yanla shares her top mantras. So basically she says there's nothing to fear, which that one's a hard to get your mind around. But she says, if I could just teach that everybody's brain to understand that there's nothing to fear that's it. It's Mm. just that simple. Like there's nothing to fear. It's just life. These are just experiences. Mm. And I think it's again, faith leading you that whatever is happening next is all a part of a plan that maybe we just don't understand yet, but there shouldn't be a fear. We should look at it with excitement. Perhaps she says, breathe. This is something I noticed. I don't do. Obviously I'm breathing to be alive, but I don't take deep breaths and I'm really diving into it. I've been giving myself really bad, like physical digestion problems and I found out it's because of stress and because I notice I don't breathe and I'm like mm-hmm. what like <laughs> I'm not yeah. br- like how did I think I needed to teach myself how to breathe but that's it seems so simple but it's huge and she says yeah. because when people get upset they stop breathing and I'm like oh my hello hello how are you Truth. and then she says all things are lessons that God would have me learn so again You know, we're not trying to push any religion on anyone, but it's just whatever you choose to believe in, whether it's nothing or everything, it's just knowing that, you know, not everything's in your hands and trusting that path. And then today I begin a new life. So essentially making the decision that every single day you get to start new and you, you can, we have a lot more power than we think we do. Absolutely. So I left that. I love that. Iyanla, you better help us get our life together. Get your life, girl. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. No, that was really good. And now for one of our favorite things, we're diving into our special segment, Own Your Soul. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around (laughs) us starts right now. So, yes, as you were saying earlier, I did go to Instagram, as one does, and I wanted to connect with you guys, and I wanted to see who, how do we own our soul, and kind of, what was it, the maintenance, to keep maintenance, we didn't get a, really a chance to talk too much about this, but... Yeah, Iyanla was talking about um, designing a spiritual maintenance plan. 
and how we have it for our refrigerator. I have it for my Keurig. I have it for so many things, but the most important thing ourselves, we should be doing a check-in. And so I basically took to Instagram and I wanted to shout out a few responses we got. So yes. ways that we get back to ourselves, ways that we keep in check of just what makes us feel good on a daily basis. Elizabeth Henry, she just started getting her newspaper delivered. She's taking it back old school because she doesn't want to have her phone on her all the time. She just gets the value in actually reading again. And Steph Sabrash, she says verbal affirmations. So sometimes she just needs to say out loud what she needs to hear to believe. Mercy Joy Corlew says praying, giving thanks every morning for all my blessings. Morgan Albaum likes to go for hikes, tricks to exercise, and listen to a good podcast. Yes. Michelle Tran likes to reach out to people and make them feel less alone, which I love because her way of feeling better for herself is connecting with others. Shannon Haskell, I bring a towel and blanket to a park or a green space, lay out in the sun, and journal. Mm. Jayla Rocks likes to write love letters to herself and read them in the morning. I also love that. Erica Wormser likes to listen to podcasts that teach her how to deal with life and how to think critically. Taylor Kelly likes yoga, deep breathing, and skincare. Good skincare routine makes her feel better. Love that. Jonathan Damiani likes to set and achieve his goals. And then Salar Ristato likes to eat cookies. We oh, all need yes. sugar every now and then to feel a little bit better. Keeping life sweet. I love it. <laughs> That's so great. So thank you guys for sharing. And keep them coming. Leave the comments below. And yeah. Maybe you'll get a shout-out on our next show. Yes, sounds good. So what are you going to do to design your spiritual maintenance plan? Were you inspired, or is this something you want to add? I was inspired. I actually agree with some of them. I do start my mornings, and I sit in the car, and sometimes I struggle with trying to like rush it. I'm like, oh, let me say these things in my head as I'm getting ready, and it doesn't work for me. I need right. to be in a very isolated space. I need to have nothing else to focus on. Mm-hmm. But I pray, and I say what I'm thankful for, so... I I just kind of slow myself down and I need to breathe more. But I, I do like to start my day um, praying and being thankful for just what I have, saying it out loud in the car. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, I would have to say I go in and out of my routine. Um, there are moments where I wake up and start in prayer and solitude and or there's sometimes where I'll journal. So sometimes I need like a mixed bag of things, but I can always tell when I'm not doing it. So I would like to just um, not only... I would like to start small and make sure I'm doing five minutes in the morning. I can do five minutes. Should it extend beyond five minutes of, you know, just prayer, journaling, and or gratefulness? I'm cool with all three, whichever one works. I was going to say, I don't know, like, going back to that, should it be this or that? I think in doing something for yourself is getting (laughs) rid of that timeline or structure. It's just you feel it when you feel it, and regardless of the time... You could spend 20 minutes, but if that's not productive, then what were those 20 minutes? So I think it's just what feels right to you. Yeah, so definitely for me to just have that moment. But um, there was something that she said about having that pink note and just that raggedy piece of tape. And, you know, she she said something. I don't remember what quote it was that she looked at. Something that inspired her by God, but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to share my personal wall at home. Everyone that comes by my house writes something on my wall. So create the life that you desire and that you deserve. Somebody Mm -hmm. wrote, um, I have a bunch of different things. Um, So when can I come over? Yes, come (laughs) over, please, because it's so much fun. I love that. Somebody live without limits. Um, You are what you think. Uh, Glean up, reach across, you know, teach down. That teaches me, you know, how to be a mentor. One thing I wanted to share is how do I go about getting what I intend to create or co-create? You get what you intend to create by being in harmony with the power of intention, which is responsible for all of creation. It's coming together. So there's just stuff that I catch when I'm walking through my house that just 
makes me excited and that helps me put the right things on my brain. And especially. I almost feel like when you see those things, there's a reason you saw that thing today. Exactly. There's a reason I saw that one. And then just the last picture I have is just me in my bathroom with like some beads on. Woo, that, who is that model? <laughs> oh, hey <girl>. My God. <laughs> so those are rose quartz crystals and whether you believe in the power of crystals metaphysically or what they stand for, for me it helps me keep my mental. So if I'm feeling like I want to give and receive more love, I'll throw on my little rose quartz and every time I see it or I clink it on something or I'm shaking my wrist or somebody compliments me, it gives me an opportunity to share something nice. That's funny. I do that with the word rainbow or when I see a rainbow, that's this weird and the number 513, which I was also born at 513, but I tend to always see five, three and one in sequences. Interesting. And then if there's if I'm not sure how I feel about a situation, if the word rainbow comes up, it's like a weird thing in my mind. I'm like, oh, it's a safe space. Like it's, this is the sign that this is okay. I love that. It just started like six months ago, but no, that's great. Know. That's your thing, and you're in tune it with works. it. It works. I love it. I'm here for it. Rainbow. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, and the cool thing I also weirdly learned just really fast is when I don't see a rainbow, I'll sing a song with rainbow, and then I kind of taught myself that I can create what I want to exist. I mean, I love that, and there's a real childlike element to it, which I love. I think we should all. That's why I like being around kids. Because like we even said earlier, when we were younger, we could be like, I'm driving this, I'm doing this, I'm going to work on this. And even though things don't turn out that way, I so admire and appreciate just the openness and childlike beauty in that. We were taught so many things that are from the world that we didn't come up with this mindset. Mm -hmm. We didn't have fear. We weren't racist. All of these things. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, we just need to get back to what we were taught in first grade treat people how you want to be treated (laughs) honestly the best lessons were when we were little I still believe that yeah very elementary well before we close I thought one powerful thing that Iyanla said is that um, one thing that kind of gets in our way of us being authentic and keeping us from genuine connection like we're separate is our relationship with our cell phone so maybe after you guys have made your daily spiritual maintenance plan Maybe um, we all want to take a challenge this week and put our cell phone sound just a little bit longer. Or maybe what I did for a period of time is when I wake up, that's not the first thing I do. The mm-hmm. first thing I do is not check my cell phone and my emails because before the world demands all of my attention and opinions and all that, I need to call in what I need first and then go out in the world. So I don't know if we could use our cell phone maybe one hour a day less for the week. You guys want to take the challenge with us? Should I we... do a blackout day. Yeah, like oh, a that's day. good. And I just blackout social media. Yeah. See, so that's great. So it kind of keeps us a little bit separate. You know, you're looking at this phone as if they're over there and I'm here. But really, it's nice that we can have this conversation because we're together. Love so <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to Super Soul Sit Down. We hope you got a so many jewels and gems from this. We're so happy to share and discuss. Please share your comments below. We would love to chat with you. And we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. So I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. And you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. And I'm Haley J. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, H-A-Y-J underscore. And for the next episode, I will be doing a video for you guys to chime in. And then we can do shout outs again. Have a good one. We'll see you Monday. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. 
Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.